Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 123. Today, we're going to talk about how we can prepare our teachers but the teachers that mostly are teaching the younger learners. I want to bring on today my co-host and the founder, creator, and webmaster of the brand new techimaginations.net, Miss Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. It's uh, great to be back for another week of Ask the Tech Coach. And um, yes, I hope you all have gotten your tech imaginations on. And we had a great episode last week. We had a couple people write in saying how much they love the site and wanted to know one or two questions. Do you have a couple seconds for a quick question or two about your site? Sure. We'll see if I have answers. One of the people started out about the fact that you're doing some pretty cool graphics. Um, just quite curious, what what kind of things are you using to make your graphics, or how are you how are you planning to be making graphics and stuff like that? What what is your choice? Slides, Canva, PowerPoint, something different? Yeah, um, started out in Canva slides, and then uh, my husband helps me uh, quite a bit with the graphics, especially um, if you're looking at some of my presentation stuff um, using Adobe Illustrator. So we have a we have a package uh, of Adobe Illustrator, so it does cost a little bit, but it is worth it. But I am a huge fan of Canva and Adobe Spark also. A lot of great stuff going there. We even had a, a chance this weekend, by the way, Sue, to talk to our friends at Canva for Education. Yes. Uh, a lot of great stuff going to be coming out of that. And so check out all that stuff. Did you know, I'm just going to plug them. This is not a commercial. Canva for EDU, free for teachers and school districts and students. Absolutely. 100%. Looking forward to getting that team on the show sometime soon. Um, and then we had one more question, which is, what are you looking at or what do you recommend for a posting schedule, Sue? I mean, I know you're starting out with this are you looking to post once a week do you have a strategy for posting what are you looking at as far as building out your content well one good thing like i mentioned last week is in wordpress with the categories and you know just as simple as putting the episode of this podcast on and i make that a category that that's a post but as far as an actual blog post my goal hopefully and this is probably very a very big goal for me right now is hopefully every other week to make an actual post a blog post we'll make that my goal but you know every other week i think that's a good way to start out you know people ask all the time how often should i post I don't have a schedule here. I've got some scheduling templates if you want to download them on TeacherCast, but really I just try to stay consistent with things. And of course, 
You can, of course, check out all the great stuff over at techimaginations.net. And you know what? If you want to be a part of our TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network, just head on over to teachercast.net. And, of course, you can check out all the great links there. We are very, very live and active this year, and we hope that you guys are enjoying all the great content. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. And you know what, Sue? We're also now on Amazon Podcasts. Anywhere that you're looking for great content, TeacherCast is going to be there. And, Sue, last week we started talking about the fact that we, at my district, have a brand new digital learning team. And one of the things I'm excited about is the fact that we're going to really start to look at digital learning from not just the, the high school and middle school, but even the youngers. And that's why today I'm excited to bring on our guest today who's going to talk to us all about teaching tech to our teachers of all ages. I want to bring on today amazing tech coach, author, blogger, and amazing, amazing educator, Sarah Kiefer. Sarah, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Yes. I'm, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here and, and chat about this. It's a topic that I'm pretty passionate about. It's my day-to-day job. So Now, Sarah, I see you all over the social medias. You're also a member of our Tech Coaches Network. You post in there and share different things around. Talk to us a little bit about yourself. Who is Sarah Kiefer? Um, well, I classically trained classroom teacher, if you will. Uh, I taught fifth grade for about seven years, and then I moved up to seventh and eighth grade for seven years-ish. And then my district began the uh, a half-day tech integration position. And when I applied for it, honestly, I didn't even know where it was for. And it was like September-ish time in the year. We had just gone one-to-one with Chromebooks. And then Um, after I'd interviewed and I'd accepted the position, my principal sat me down and he said, um, by the way, this is going to be down at the elementaries. (laughs) Um, I'm a middle school teacher. That's kind of like seventh and eighth and I'm going to go down. So I, I mean, I was terrified. Um, that just wasn't my cup of tea, but, uh, honestly, I can say that the growth that I have experienced from shifting in that manner has been amazing. And then the following school year, I was able to go full-time and that's where I've been uh, the last four years is full-time. I split my time between two elementary buildings and have really grown to love those people and the students and the the adventures that we've gone on. Cause that's how what I look at it. Guys are going on a new learning adventure today and we'll see how it turns out. Most of them are pretty good. You know, the kids are good natured about it. Um, but and, and through that is where I got inspired to share more than with just in my district with my teachers. And that's when I started my blog, uh, techyoucando.com. And I really do live by the, the thinking behind that is that tech doesn't have to be these like writing your own apps and even building websites and things like that. But it's, it's the little things that you can do that can make a big difference. And I try to share out you know, a lot of the adventures that I go on with these teachers. And most of it starts with the question of like, hey, Sarah, I want to try or what do you think about? Uh, And that's really what I'm trying to push out and share with teachers and make it make it doable, you know, a good place to start. And I am I am lucky enough. I work with pre-K through fourth grade and then I also help support the district. And uh, so, yeah, and I mean, that's, I'm also a mom. I have three girls and I tell you, I talk about growth in teaching, have some kids of your own and realize that they're not the eager learners that you were. And you really start to 
like go, huh, not everybody absolutely adores school, huh? I hear you there. I'm looking through your website. It is absolutely amazing. I love all the resources for littles. I don't have to say more than a couple of times. I got a bunch of seven-year-olds at home. This is right up my alley. You've also got a lot of great Wakelet boards. Talk to us a little bit about why you chose Wakelet to start curating the internet. Okay, so I, I love Google. Like I am all in in Google. I am a Google certified educator one and two. I'm a Google certified trainer. I'm a Google certified innovator. I just finished up my my year adventure because I was NYC 19. So I'm just beyond that year. So I'm all in on Google and I'm trying to, I've, I've tried numerous times Google forms and sheets to, to collect and curate. And um, I've got a couple of posts in, in there, how I have tried to do curation, but my breakdown always was most of the time I'm looking at this stuff on my phone, you know, sitting at, picking up groceries or, you know, waiting for my kids to finish a sports practice or something like that. And Google forms as much as I love it. Like then you have to, you know, go out and then in and all of this. And I was introduced to Wakelet and I was like, Oh, okay. This is kind of, this is kind of cool. It's kind of like Pinterest. And I was, a, I was a big Pinterester, you know, and then it kind of fell off to the side. And then I took a real hard look at Wakelet because I thought, what do I really, really want when I'm curating resources? And I thought, well, a lot of times it's articles that you find on the web, but sometimes it's a, a Google Doc, or maybe it's a picture, or maybe it's a, a link of some nature, you know? And, and I'm like, well, no, nobody really can do all of that. And then I noticed on Wakelet that it has like all of those options. And I was like, this is phenomenal. Like I can, I can type in text. You know, if I just need to put in a quick thought, I can type that text in, or if I want to organize my wakelet and give it like topic areas. And I was like, I can do that all on the app on my phone. And mm -hmm. I started like tossing these things in there and it, it blew me away the simplicity and yet the clean product of it too. Yeah. And, and that, that's really what it comes down to. Right? If we're going to be creating these resources or collecting these resources and sharing, they can't they can't be intimidating. Right. Like that really is the key for coaching here. Keep it simple. Keep it easy and keep it, you know, on their level. And I love the tiny. I'm a very, very visual person. So I love when you paste in a link to a website or to an article and, and it pops back most of the time. It's going to pop back like a little icon. For me, that visual appeal, instead of seeing that blue hyperlink, is it makes it 10 times better because I'm, I'll gravitate towards some sort of picture. And, and you can customize that. Like I've learned that sometimes the picture doesn't really represent what that link is actually meant for. So I'll substitute in a picture and, I'll, and I'm like, you know, that, that simplistic, clean feel makes it so much easier for people to try it to look at it. And that's huge when we're talking about, um, as we move on with our conversation that we are um, looking at here, we're talking about working with the teachers of our younger learners and that, that visual piece of everything, making it look colorful and pretty. And um, we, we've laughed about my uh, uh, fascination with flare pens and making things colorful. And that definitely comes from my um, elementary background. So yes, that visual component of Oiklet is awesome. I've been accused of loving color too much. Like Sarah, there is a point where it's too much color. And I'm like, never, 
never. But I 100% agree, especially for those littles. They, in this day and age, I think from when I was a kid, if you can't capture their attention, you're going to have a hard time teaching them even the basics. Right. So as we talk about capturing their attention, then how do we prepare those teachers of these younger learners? And, you know, and that's what intrigued us to ask Sarah, or to ask Sarah to come on and um, discuss this with us today on our cap tech coach network we were discussing goals in one of our posts and one of sarah's goals that really intrigued me and i told jeff i said we need to get this on the podcast and it was about um you know preparing those teachers of the younger learners to be ready at a moment's notice when something happens and what sarah put was you know they may do one thing in the face-to-face -face classroom but then when remote learning hits or virtual or nti whatever you call it hits then they're nervous and they don't know what to do next. So what are some of your experiences as you've gone through this school year so far, Sarah? I will, I will say to kind of capture it is we were completely caught off guard in, in March of last year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like our, we had technology. We were one-to-one -one in our district down into kindergarten and we had the access there. Um, but you know, I think when you talk with kindergartners, first grade teachers, there's a very real feel of like a lot of the learning has to be tangible. They have to be able to manipulate it. They have to cut it apart. They have to move it around. They have to have a pencil in their hand. They have to write it. And I don't discount that at all. It's just like when you're caught off guard and all of a sudden all of that is ripped away from you and you can't be assured that every kid in their house has the materials that you might assume that's when you have to go, okay, how can I use technology not to replace all of that? Because that is a very valuable aspect to learning, especially with those little guys. But there is some stuff that you, you can do digitally and still get the impact that you need for them to, to learn and to grow. Um, in our district, I would say our, our kindergarten, first grade teachers, our young teachers, have been amazing at implementing a little bit over time. You know, this was not their first experience with Chromebooks. This was not their first experience with using digital programs. We already had a lot of that in place. And I would say in the four years, I've seen my teachers look at me when I say, hey, we're gonna go one-to-one -one with Chromebooks in first grade. And they look at me like they're going to throw up. And I'm like, no, no, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be right there with you. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's the logging in piece. And that I think if you can nail the ability for those little ones, and I don't care how little you talk, if you can nail that for both them and their teacher, you just took about 10 steps up on the, I can do this platform. Because if you can't get them logged in, in a time efficient and practical way, you might as well not even, you know, do a whole lot more because that's that's the hang up with so much stuff is it's a, it's a huge time waster. Absolutely. That's that's huge is getting over that hump. And I think that's like you said, one of the things that makes these teachers nervous. And, you know, mm -hmm. and that's our role as a tech coach is to kind of make them feel more comfortable with themselves so that they can help guide the students in using that technology and then in turn they feel more comfortable so 
for us, a big buzzword in my school district this year has been um, the word acclimate. We need to acclimate our students from the start of the year in case we have to go remote later. We were fortunate to get to start face to face. Mm -hmm. So all of this acclimation got to take place. And then when we went remote around Thanksgiving, um, the teachers not only felt more comfortable, but I heard from parents in turn who felt more comfortable. And I know, Jeff, you've had experiences with your own first graders who had to go through this and you as a parent. So I'm sure you've uh, had to do a lot of acclimation there. You know, as soon as Sarah mentioned the word materials, it took me back a few weeks ago where they're, you know, they have their virtual school. We're in here. And of course the teacher says, where's your scissors? And I'm going, ah, I don't know where the scissors are times three times, you know, where's all. And of course, then at that point in time, it was, well, those are my scissors. And I'm like, no, just, Use the stupid scissors, right? So it, it's not easy for anybody in this. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is. We've been talking about this for the last eight, 10 months. Um, I don't see it going in a, away anytime soon, but for for all of us, it, you know, struggle's real for all this, for all these different things. Absolutely. My missed in the spring was second grader. And I was like, I'm failing. I am failing as a mom. I'm failing as a teacher. And I am a teacher. I mean, it was it was hard. I had a second yeah. grader, a fourth grader, and an eighth grader. And then I'm also doing my job. <laughs> I was like, scissors are the least of my worries right now. You know, we're all trying to survive and figure this new world out. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jeff. And mine are a little bit older. So God love you, seven-year-old. <laughs> So one thing we did uh, back in the summer as we finished that spring semester that, you know, caught us all by surprise mm -hmm. to prepare for the new school year, we we came up with some standardization. So you, and if you're listening, you're going to see all this in the show notes. There's even a PDF copy of my um, school district's elementary standardization recommendation that we did. But. We, another word besides the assimilation part to the teachers and in turn to the students, we also tried to um, reiterate the word to the teacher to make things feel better of transferability. You know, think about those things that you're doing in the face-to-face -face classroom and how can you just seamlessly transfer them to at-home trans at home activities. So maximizing that transferability from the traditional setting into the online setting. And that's then that can be done in different ways. And it's best to train those students at the beginning of the school year. So we're a, we're a Google Classroom. That's one of our little standards for our elementary is Google Classroom is um, how you're going to teach online, whether it be in the classroom posting assignments or sending virtual assignments home. And, you know, if you are um, a kindergarten teacher who wouldn't normally post assignments, start simple. Post your newsletter. Get the parents acclimated to that. And then if you haven't been huge on video, start using a video once a week to introduce a lesson or to wrap up a lesson. The kids enjoy, you know, not only seeing your live face there in the classroom, but, you know, put it up on the screen. They, they like that. They, they'll enjoy you just, you know putting on that dog and pony show for you, for them as, a, as elementary teachers do. So what are some things you all have done to prepare your teachers? Um, I, back in the spring, we had access to Google Classroom because we are a Google district. 
at our grades five through 12, they do switch over and use Schoology. So I went to the principals and to the curriculum director and I said, look, so for our elementaries, we didn't, we didn't have that luxury of saying, use Google Classroom. Our fourth grade, our sec third grade, and our second grade teachers heavily relied on Google Classroom. So they were really set up for it. But kindergarten and first grade, first grade teachers had Google Classrooms, but it was really, they had them so that when I came in and did activities, the kids could all access them, right? So it wasn't like that was part of their day-to-day, -day, their routine. They weren't, they weren't super comfortable with it. So we used one of our web pages we call it the media center page. That's where all of our students links are to their programs. So we just kind of put up at the top, this is your kindergarten area. This is your first grade area. And then the teachers could post and they were Google folders that the teachers could post assignments, lessons, instructions, video links, that kind of thing. So I requested that we have all K4 coming up in the fall. So this would have been August, 2020. 2020. I said, can we just say K4 needs to use Google Classroom? I will support them. I will help them. You know, we'll get this. And I said, because the thing that kept resonating in my head, like you're saying, is that's where they needed to go. That's where everybody went. Because I kept hearing the middle school and our high school going, go to Schoology. Go to Schoology. You were a teacher. You were a parent. You were an administrator. You were a student. All you had to go to Schoology. That's where everything's at. Go to your Schoology account. Go need to take a test, go, go to Schoology. And I said, I would love to have that for our elementaries because again, we, you don't know, and it could be tomorrow, you know? And so we started out in the fall and my curriculum director, I got to give her big props, Becky Tompkins. She's phenomenal. She charged myself and then the middle school and the high school tech coaches. She said, I want to make this seamless K-12. And then you go, okay. You know, and we're trying to wrap our heads around like the differences of the programs. So we likened the topics in Google Classroom to the folders in Schoology, and we set out directives like those need to be by week. So she, you know, and, and that's huge. Like if you're a parent of a middle schooler and an elementary, it doesn't matter your platform. You can go in and they're structured the same. She also really heavily laid into the idea with the video she re requested our teachers to make a weekly video, whether we were face-to-face -face or not. And we were lucky enough to start out face-to-face. -face. So a lot of the, echoing the same things that you and your district are finding valuable. So it was the, the weekly topics, it's the, the videos to make some sort of connection, but it also then, you know, by default forces them to go in and look at it. But I kept saying to the teachers, we might be face-to-face, -face, but you've got kids that are quarantined. You've got kids that are positive. You've got kids that are home because they have strep, you know, or maybe they have to go to a funeral. Like, don't, don't make this all about COVID itself, but some kids go on vacation still. And I'm yes, like, that's huge. Just that it doesn't have to be all about what happened in 2020, you know, and I feel like if we acclimate these teachers to the way, <laughs> this way of doing things, it can help. Um, as we move forward, I mean, I feel like we live in like parallel universes here, you know, it's very identifiable and you new tech coaches out there who are listening or veterans. And mm -hmm. I, I say this a lot, I think, you know, doesn't it feel good when you talk to another tech coach and, oh, we're doing similar things and they're working. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. So that's what we're here for here on Ask the Tech Coach. Yeah. And I will say we went remote for the two days before Thanksgiving. 
and already having the classroom set up, already having the kids having logged in, already having them going there, huge steps. You know, so when you say getting started and keeping it simple, already laying that foundation out for them, it's, it's not trying to figure out which icon is it that I'm actually clicking on. You know, the kids already have that association and they know that that's there. Absolutely. And it went, it went so well. And then we, last week we were a hundred percent remote, everybody K-12. Um, so again, having the videos regularly already posted there, having teachers already posting assignments in there, you know, those little steps that seemed huge at first were like, oh yeah, I, I can do this. It's fine. Yeah. I got this. Like when it really mattered. And that's, you know, a lot of what we've talked about this year is like you're saying the acclimation, the just adjusting to this and understanding that there is value in preparing for that. And practice. Practice is huge. Yeah. Talking today to Sarah Kiefer, a Google certified innovator, Google certified trainer, level one, level two, but also the creator, a co-creator, I should say, of an amazing website called Templates for Teachers. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Tell us a little bit about what templatesforteachers.com is. Okay. So templates for teachers is my whole job revolves around supporting teachers, right? And, and the students. And so I am lucky enough to work with many, 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 many awesome, phenomenal teachers. And over the course of my four years that I've been doing this, building those relationships, and you want to talk about something to get people to, to be willing to trust you to make moves is build those relationships and do it now. Don't wait because you're not going to have that luxury later on. Um, but one of those teachers that I've worked really well with and a long time with is Beth Kingsley. She's the co-creator and she's fantastic. She's phenomenal. And she does a lot with uh, templates in her classroom for her students. So she and I were talking and I was like, you know, Beth, I had another teacher at the other elementary that I was, that I worked with. I said, they asked, they saw your who would win cover that she had created. And I said, but it's a fourth grade teacher. And she wanted to take it a little bit further. She said, like, I want to have the kids actually writing the information, not just Beth had time to do the cover. And I said, do you mind if I share that? And she was like, oh yeah, go ahead. And I said, you know, Beth, I've been getting a lot of requests, you know, people hear you talking or I've shared, you know, some of the stuff you're doing. And I said, Beth, you know, if, if teachers in our district, are enjoying this. I think there are people out there that probably would also enjoy it. We're already building it in Google anyway. We're sharing them out. You know, I said, what would you think? And I was like, I know you're probably thinking I'm crazy, but what if we made a website and we just shared this out? And she was like, yeah, sure. Let's do this. So we started pulling them together and just kind of pushed it out. Google site was using awesome table, which I loved. And then um, just over time, just continually adding to it. And I'm lucky enough that, you know, the, the educators that we get to connect with um, is amazing. And I get to keep creating and I get more ideas all the time. So we've built it up. And then, you know, last spring when nothing was happening at all, and we decided to completely overhaul our website, we switched it to a blogger. It's actually a blogger web page. Yes. I found those cute little, I don't know, like Polaroid pictures almost. And again, it goes back to that visual appeal. I saw this on somebody else's website and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it, 
and I love that story. Like it, that, I, I've done that a couple of times on TeacherCast. Like you see a website, you see a theme, and you go, no, 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 no. This is what should go on that theme. And I, I, we're going to make sure it's all linked in the site here into our yeah. show notes over at Ask the Tech Coach, um, episode 123, templatesforteachers.com. You got uh, I'm mean, looking awesome. here through, through Renaissance Resources Fractions. I'm going to go into the treasure trove here. You all just go on with the show. Yeah. And this the fact great stuff. And the fact that it's blogger means it's free, right? 100%. The only thing I've come up with is some school district, their filters kind of um, block blogger. Yeah, that happens. And, and, I, and I get it. Like, it's the under 13 thing and all that. And I've got teachers. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what else I can do you know try it at home but um yeah bloggers great doesn't have the best filter in the world i've seen many school districts in there and the one thing that we i mean i absolutely love the visual but when you open one of them what we were able to do on the blogger site that we couldn't do prior was i told beth i said you and i are great at going okay so i see something i can adjust that for you know, my grade level, or I could adjust like me working with, I see something a first grade teacher did. I can adjust it up for the fourth grade teacher that's requesting it. And I said, but what I see and what my conversations revolve around is like teachers aren't always able to see that future vision, I think. And I think it's just a lack of like, we're a lot of us are living like day to day. Like I've got to survive from one day to the next. Um, and what, for whatever reason, my brain kind of operates in the, Oh, if I see well, high school science teacher did this, I bet the fourth grade teachers, if we kind of, you know, brought it down a little bit. Um, so I told Beth what I really wanted to do with this and she's been phenomenal. Like we completely overhauled everything. We put in like a suggestion to go for older kids. So like she, or she's a third grade teacher. So everything she makes is for third graders. I said, but if like a fifth grade teacher wants to take it, here's a way Beth could see you increasing the the rigor or the number of pages. You know, sometimes it's just that simple. Um, but then also, you know, rolling it down for a first grade, like a lot of them, you know, maybe you do this as a class activity, you know, or you take out so much of the customization so that it makes it doable for a first grader. And we've had a lot of really, really positive feedback from this website. And the only thing I wish is that the, the two of us could actually put more energy into that. But, you know, we're both moms and teaching. And so we're, 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 we're keeping up on it as much as possible. But we've shared this out with a lot of people and we love it. So we're glad that other people love it too. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I mean, Stu, this just goes to remind you, like, even though we're tech coaches, maybe you are a K-12 tech coaches, K-12 to really does incorporate K-12. to And I know a lot of tech coaches walk into the younger rooms. I've been guilty sometimes. And you don't know what to do. You don't know what to help. You don't know where to turn to. There are some great sites out here. And, you know, Sarah, I want to say thank you for coming on. And, you know, Sue, I, I've picked up a lot of things. I think the resources here are fantastic. Definitely check out all the stuff over at templatesforteachers.com and, and, you know, all the other great sites that we mentioned this week. All, all the stuff is going to be in the show notes. But, you know, Sarah, what kind of, you know, closing advice would you give somebody who's listening to this? You know, as I mentioned, 
it's not easy for me to walk into a younger room and start to feel like I could help and support. You said that you were a middle school teacher that suddenly tomorrow, you know, the next day you were tech coaching K to four. What advice do you have for anybody that might be looking at these positions and going, I want to help. I just don't know where to start. And I really might not be comfortable maybe with those grades yet. Um, I would say to that, keep it simple. Don't come in like gangbusters trying to blow their minds because sometimes it's just cord management on a cart is like game changer. And the teachers go, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for helping me figure out how I can make these cords actually go back to the device that they're supposed to go to. You know, it's, it's not always these glamorous, like I come in and I hand out these amazing, it's, it's the down and the dirty, right? And it's, let me help you make your projector clear. You know, do you, do you need help? just more hands in the classroom. That is where I really feel like I'm like, you're, you're a first grade teacher. You're a second grade teacher. I'll come, I'll just be hands. Like you do everything that you want to do. And I'll just be an extra set of hands in there. And then when you're in there, use your eyes and use your ears, pay attention to what the kids are doing or not doing or struggling with. Are they struggling with their track pads? You know, do you have really old track pads and you need to maybe advise mice, you know, or those are the little things that you, you start from. And then once those teachers trust you, once they see that you're in it and you're not just here to overhaul their teaching, cause that's not what I'm about. I'm not coming in, you know, to change their curriculum or to make their kids math wizards. I'm in there to help them do what they do best. And if that means, you know, hey, I'm helping show this one student that really just cannot get logged in, I'll sit there with that one student and help them get logged in because that's what that kid needs in order to be successful. And that will allow the teacher then to continue, right? It, so don't, don't be afraid and think that you're not doing your job because you're not doing these, these brilliant mind-blowing lessons. Sometimes it's all those little things that'll add up over time. You have to start basic. The websites are techyoucando.com, templatesforteachers.com. All the notes are going to be over in our show notes at askthetechcoach.com, episode number 123. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Where can we find you on social media? Um, I really focus on Twitter and my handle is at Kiefer SJ. So it's my last name, K-I-E-F-E-R-S-J. And at Wakelet, it's the same handle at Kiefer SJ, but it's on Wakelet. If you honestly, if you go to my website, techyoucando.com, I have all of them linked over there. I'm also on Facebook. I'm not the best at like it's Sarah.w.kiefer like something like that on Facebook, you can find me. Um, and, and really those are the platforms that I kind of stick to just honestly, like Facebook has been a great generator. A lot of teachers are on there, especially these days to connect with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of limit myself to that just cause that's my capacity. So well, thank you so much for coming on. Please feel free to come back on again. And we love it when you contribute to our tech 
Coach Network. Thank you so much for your time. And, you know, Sue, as we're looking at all of this stuff, teachers might be trying to figure out where to go, what to do. And as as we said earlier, it is kind of daunting to come up with things. If a teacher was imagining what kind of tech they could be using in their class, but not not, not quite sure where to go, what kind of a website would you recommend them going to? I'd recommend you come visit me at techimaginations.net. It's a great website, I understand. It, and it's it's live now, isn't it? It is very live. And, um, you know, posting, um, I've made a few video posts, and um, last week's episode is on there. This week's episode will be on there once it drops. Um, you can find us on Monday mornings once that drops. It'll be on my website the, uh, the later in the day. So and come visit me. Don't forget that all of the great resources are going to be found over at askthetechcoach.com. Check out our free resources, free templates, free everything. And, of course, you can join our free TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. A couple hundred tech coaches are right now in it, having a good time. And every single Wednesday night, we get together and celebrate technology coaching and all things digital learning at our Tech Coach Roundtables. Check out all the great stuff today over at the TeacherCast Educational Network. And that wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 123. Again, we want to say thank you to Sarah Kiefer. And on behalf of Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.